Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome back to the opening drive. I'm Kerry Davis, joined by Alexa Dutton. We go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and have our friend, Blues Insider for the Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, joining us. JR, how are you doing, sir? Guys, I'm doing great. Uh, bright and early here in Seattle, headed on to Edmonton. Looking forward to talking to you guys, especially Alexa. It's, it's been a bit, but uh, I got to say, I thought it was going to be an amazing morning here just a couple minutes ago. You know how you go to Twitter and you tweet, I'm going to be joining Carrie, and I type in your Twitter name, mm-hmm. and all those other names will pop up, and you got to choose <laughs> Carrie Davis, right? Well, guess which name popped up? Mariah Carey. There you go. <laughs> For a second there, I was going to be joining Mariah Carey, but we did uh, Carrie Davis. How you guys doing? Doing well. Mariah and I share a birthday. I, I was explaining that to them earlier today. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's Titans awesome. of the industry. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Celebrating the birthday. I love that. Hey. hey. And it's great to uh, to hear from uh, Ron Turner, too. I was just listening to the app out here. and I'm just so glad that, Alexa, I covered Illini football for a couple of years. I covered uh, Ron Turner and Kerry. Yeah. And I'm just so glad that I was able to critically write about that team, write about what they should be doing each game. They read the articles. They were able to turn it into some wins, and I was able to help those guys out. For we, greatly, we greatly appreciate your help, JR. I love that. <laughs> Now covering the Blues for the Athletic, JR, we love your stuff. Let's talk a little bit about that Blues victory over the Kraken in overtime. 4-3 is the final. Justin Falk coming through. I stayed up for the game. It was a little delayed. I turned on the TV, saw the Flyers, and I was like, man, where is our game? But we finally got it in. Uh, they played, JR, I loved your tweet about your conspiracy theory about how maybe they wanted overtime to get a little bit more ice time because they had played uh, uh, so few games. How, how much, though, realistically, do you feel like this schedule is affecting this team coming through with some sort of a rhythm with consistency you know because of these turnovers it's uncharacteristic of how the blues play and, and what we've seen in the last couple seasons yeah, you don't want to make excuses, and I know you're not, but you uh, definitely it's played a role. You know, I think when you talk about teams in the league that have played five games, and last night you look at uh, Seattle, they played four games coming into last night's game. The Blues just two, and so I think things are going to take a, a little bit of time. You know, you can have all the practice reps you want. You can talk about the timing, but, you know, guys aren't necessarily coming at you like an opponent is. And so I think uh, Seattle, I thought, played well last night, especially second period, third period, and the Blues, you know, like I wrote about, and you mentioned, uh, still too many turns. Turnovers, game one against Columbus, game two against uh, Seattle. Craig Bruby said last night, just simplify the game. You're up 
two goals in each game, two nothing against uh, Columbus and three one last night, and you're still kind of forcing plays, trying to make things happen. And so I think as the schedule starts to even out, you catch up with some of these teams and games played then they can kind of get away from uh, that as being a reason. Hey, JR, you you uh, wrote an article on you can, that can be checked out on The Athletic about Jordan Bennington and, and his look of determination and how he's been an early difference maker this year. Uh, talk to us about that. Yeah, I think uh, what we've seen from Jordan Bennington last night, uh, terrific, just terrific. I mean, you're talking about uh, 32 saves. They don't get away with that uh, overtime win last night without Jordan Bennington. That save on Carson Soucy, are you kidding me? Yeah. He does the splits and gets that leg out in front of that puck. He's given the team a lot of confidence. You know, every guy I talked to in the locker room last night from Justin Falk, Braden Shen, uh, they all said uh, that he was the difference maker last night. And you look at some of these goals, Gary, you know, he's allowed five on the season. But as I mentioned in the article, about three of them, there's kind of goofy things that happen. Uh, reasons why the puck gets in the back of the net. Maybe uh, you put two of them on him, and even there were mistakes in front of uh, Bennington on those two. So Jordan Bennington has been lights out. I think he's given Blues fans a lot of reason to be excited about him turning the corner after that tough, tough last last year's regular season. Jerry, you tweeted that they wouldn't have won without Jordan Bennington. I absolutely agree with that. But also the work of Justin Falk last night. Obviously the overtime winner, but also that goal earlier in the game, the pass from Shen, it was a great feed. I thought they just did you know, amazing work in the neutral zone there. Shen and Tarasenko working together uh, to get Falk uh, the, the puck so he could put it in the back of the net. But for him overall and his game that you've seen earlier this season, he's coming off of a, a great season as well and just building on that. How big is that for this team and what they're looking for from him going forward. Yeah, Alexa, I think if you look back to last year, nine 20 goal scorers, Vladdy has a career year, 82 points and all those assists. And yet Justin Falk probably could have been the MVP even the past couple of years. And I think he's off to another great start this year. He's so good defensively, so good with his stick. But the one thing is, you got to watch out for him because he's going to jump up in the play and score the goal like he did last night, too. And Craig Bruby said after the game, they work on that play. So Justin Falk's going to sneak behind the defenseman. And you mentioned Tarasenko gets that uh, pass to Shen up ice. Shen turns around, puts it on the stick of Falk. He scores, and then he shows up again in the overtime. And how about that overtime goal? Tarasenko gets the puck in front of the net, had a chance to do something with it. Maybe a little too tight on the space, but uh, he gets it out to Falk. And I think Falk said that uh, he, uh, he joked that Tarasenko was you know screaming his name and so anyway uh, (laughs) they get the overtime and I'm glad because that means I don't have to stay in the press box till two in the morning after that shootout hey JR uh, Jake Neighbors uh, former first round pick played only in nine games last year but is getting a lot of ice time this season what are you seeing from him uh, thus far and and how how well has he he made that leap from first year to second year player yeah I think uh, pretty smooth I think that uh, first two games uh, he, of course, he had the goal against Columbus. Terrific goal, just terrific. And and I think that uh, he's going to take his lumps. I think there's going to be moments. Like, uh, he's not going to be a guy who's getting 18, 20 minutes of ice time like some of these forwards. Uh, you look last night, I think he got about 14 minutes. And so, you know, maybe he's not going to be as noticeable some nights. In fact, last night, uh, probably the one time when he was really noticeable is when he goes hard to the crease. That's a good play. Like, you know, if he scores on that, you're talking about – Here's a guy you got that, that's going to go to the net. But he takes that penalty, uh, the Blues penalty kill, which has been pretty good, uh, killed it. But I think overall, two games, you know, good grade for Jake Neighbors, and, and he's going to just grow and grow as we uh, play these games. How would you rate? So you mentioned the penalty kill. How would you mention? How would you rate uh, their their power play? Uh, 
units last night because the Kraken had come into last night allowing seven power play goals. So you think that's a huge advantage for the Blues, something they did really well last season. Uh, They come into this one, obviously, as time expired, you got Kairou scoring that goal. But overall, how did you think their power play units performed? Yeah, Lex, I think there was some good movement. I like the two units. I like the balance. Last night, you're with, you're not playing with uh, Buchnevich. He was out with the lower body injury, so Josh Lebo was in. I thought Lebo had a, kind of a couple hiccups. You know, he hasn't had a lot of practice time uh, with that group. Uh, they did get the goal by Cairo, which wasn't technically power play, as you mentioned. It was just a couple seconds after, so, you know, Cairo scored. But the overall, the movement was pretty good. The one thing that I'll keep saying that, you know, I think is going to get better as they go along, too, is Jordan Cairo's taking over for David Perron, and he's going to be in that spot, and they're going to feed him one-timers. And the passes haven't been great to Jordan Cairo for those shots, uh, but it's been tough because he hasn't been able to get those off. And then sometimes you'll see him make a quick touch pass to the middle, and more often than not, that's led to turnovers lately. But, you know, you got to like the two groups. you got to like what they've done so far uh, early in the season. And I think uh, Cairo will get comfortable in that spot. Hey, JR, one player that didn't play last night was Pavel Buchnevich. Um, had a, a, a mystery, mis- missed practice a couple of days ago, said it was just some maintenance, uh, but did not play in the game last night. Are there any updates or, or any real cause for concern uh, going forward with him? Well, I think the cause for concern is that he took that maintenance day and then yesterday he came off the ice a little bit early. But I asked Craig Ruby after that morning skate, you know, are you worried about this lingering? And he said, no, I'm not, I'm not too worried. So I think the fact that it's early on in the season, usually, yeah, you'll get some injuries. You know, guys aren't used to going full bore, uh, you know, until training camp and then it starts up and, and you know, you can have those types of injuries. But I think, uh, you know, with, with Pavel Buchnevich being a 40-goal scorer, what we saw him do in game one against Columbus, the power play goal, you know, a top six forward uh, that's so good with that line with Thomas and Tarasenko, of course you're going to be worried. We'll just have to monitor this and see what happens. Uh, looks like the Blues might have a practice today in Seattle before heading to Edmonton. But I, I think one of the reasons, Kerry, that they probably gave him the night off to be a little cautious is you got two days off now before you play Edmonton Saturday afternoon. So we'll see if he's in the lineup Saturday. And if not, then maybe a little more reason for concern. How big is this test in terms of facing Edmonton? Because they play them twice in the next five days. And I think, you know, seeing a team that's got playoff potential is, uh, you know, obviously a big test for the Blues here. The first uh, two games, not as much, but it's going to be something that they're going to need to get under their belt as the season gets underway here to really figure out who they are. So, uh, I mean, I know it's early, but how big of a test do you think this is for the Blues? Yeah, no, especially like with what we talked about earlier, just playing the two games. So they're still figuring things out a little bit. And then you you throw on top of that an Edmonton team who can just uh, carve you up and then play them twice in the next week, you know, is going to be a test. You know, one thing I think they have going for them is you got four defensemen, uh, the top four. We talk about them all the time. I just looked at their ice time before I came on with you guys. All four guys are right there at 21, 22 minutes. I don't think you're overusing uh, a Pareko or a Letty because you have a Krug and Falk below them, so you're getting good ice time out of those guys. looks like you're getting about 12 or 13 minutes, uh, 14 minutes maybe out of that uh, Bortuzzo-Mikola pairing. The one thing that you got to be afraid of, though, Alexa, is these turnovers that we've seen in both games because – Columbus and Seattle might not be able to put those in the back of the net, but Edmonton definitely is in transition. They're going to be able to convert those. So, you know, Blues will have to clean up the uh, the defensive end there. And it's not just the D-men, it's the forwards. The forwards got to get back. But the Blues' exits haven't looked nearly as good as we know they can. Hey, JR, last question for me is 745 in Seattle. What are you doing up after this? What are you doing <laughs> after this? You're going back to sleep. You're going outside. You, you what, What's going on for the day? 
No, I'm up for the day, Kerry. I'm actually, as soon as I hang up with you guys, we'll catch an Uber to the airport and head on to uh, Edmonton. And i uh, got some work to do today, a couple stories. What do the Blues have in Craig McTavish? You know, with the Blues going to Edmonton, he spent so much time in Edmonton. i got a lot of former Oilers players to talk to on the phone today. And then I can guarantee you, one of the best hockey bars in the league, you probably heard of it, Sherlock Holmes in Edmonton is the place where I and many other <laughs> media types will be tonight. Well, have a safe flight to Edmonton. We'll talk to you next week. Yep, thanks, guys. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.